0: Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2353 with a release date of Friday, December 2nd, 2022, to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. A troubled orbit detours a project to put amateur radio on the moon. It's almost time for the 12 Days of Christmas special event. And a happy ending for the producer of a ham radio documentary. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2353 comes your way right now.
1: From around the world,
2: this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Wadsworth, Ohio, here's Stephen Kinford, N8WB.
0: We begin this week in space, where a troubled orbit has detoured a Japanese amateur radio project that was heralded as the world's smallest moon lander. Jason Daniels, VK2LAW, brings us that report. Obo Tanashi,
3: developed by the JAXA Ham Radio Club in Japan, carried the promise of putting amateur radio on the moon's surface when it launched on November 16th from Kennedy Space Center in the US. Now the chance to transmit a beacon in the amateur radio 70-centimeter band from a Lunar QTH has been put into question. The CubeSat was a secondary payload aboard NASA's Artemis 1 mission. In English translation from Japanese, the Ham Radio Club's website for JAXA, Japan's Aerospace Exploration Agency, reports that orbital errors have resulted in an unstable radio signal for its communications. The website also reports that the solar cells face away from the sun, making it problematic to charge Omotenashi's batteries. Having missed the chance for a moon landing, organisers are regrouping. The website reports that data from Omotenashi will be analysed to unearth a possible cause of what happened. The report said that the team believed that the axis of rotation is stable and that the spacecraft will get sunlight when the direction of the sun changes. They expect that will happen next March. This is Jason Daniels, VK2 LAW.
0: Indian radio amateurs and space enthusiasts had a proud moment when a rocket launched for an ocean monitoring satellite had a pair of homegrown amateur radio CubeSats along for the ride. Here's Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF with details.
4: Members of the Starfleet Amateur Radio Club, National Institute for Amateur Radio, Indian Institute of Hams, West Bengal Radio Club, and the Indian Academy of Communications and Disaster Management were among the hundreds of amateurs across India watching eagerly on Saturday November 26th as an Indian Space Research Organisation mission lifted off from the Satish Dhawan Space Centre. Although the primary payload was an ocean observation satellite, the varied secondary payload also included two satellites that the Indian news media were praising as the nation's first homegrown amateur satellites to be launched aboard an Indian space vehicle. The nano satellites had been built in Hyderabad by Druva Space, founded by four radio amateurs ten years ago. The CubeSats have a combined mass of 1.45 kilograms and each is no larger than 10 by 10 by 5 centimeters hams will be able to use this store and forward messaging system Druva's CEO Sanjay Nekanti, AB3OE slash VU3ISS told one news outlet that this mission was extremely important to those who designed and built the satellites and said the hams will be testing them out following their deployment into low Earth orbit. Sanjay said, quote, this is a way for us to give back to the ecosystem, end quote. He said he hoped the mission would also encourage more people to get involved in amateur radio and the sciences. This is Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF.
0: Just as the nature and the technology of amateur radio keeps evolving, so too is the landscape changing for broadcast FM. Jeremy Boot, G4NGH, has that story.
5: Switzerland is preparing for the shutdown of its FM radio services, as Swiss listeners join the ranks of those in Norway and in the UK who now tune in to DAB+ the nation's switchover from FM Analog to DAB Plus Digital Radio was the subject of discussion at the recent World DAB Summit, a digital radio industry forum held in London in early November. Norway's P4 Radio led the charge in that nation more than five years ago, embracing the multiple channels from one transmitter, a lower-cost way to keep station programming on the air. Switzerland's move comes just as the broadcast licenses for the nation's radio stations expire at the end of 2024. Broadcasters see the switch as a way to save money, while increasing the reach and the variety of the programme content. There will be no simulcasting on FM and digital. In a report in Radio World magazine, Swiss broadcaster Nicola Bomio said he was worried that the change would cost the stations listenership. Others said they wondered whether listeners living on the border with France would simply tune into stations there. This is Jeremy Bucci for NJH.
0: If you're counting down the days until Christmas, here's a little help with counting things down. Just count. To 12 for the return of the popular 12 Days of Christmas special event. Mike Askins, KE5CXP, tells us how to get in on the action. Is that a partridge in the pear tree? Or did someone just hang a dipole
6: in its place? And are those nine drummers really drumming, or are they actually DXing? With the return of the 12 Days of Christmas special event this year, you just can't be sure what those nine drummers, 10 pipers, or seven swans are up to. But we do know that hundreds of hams around the world will be listening for them. Their special event call signs will be on the air for a fourth year, starting on December 14th and ending on Christmas Day, December 25th. Operators will be using CW and SSB and making use of one satellite. As in previous years, they'll be using one-by-one calls that begin with either a W or a K. But this year, things will be easier for those who wish to rotate their beams. The calls will also contain a stroke and the operator's numerical call area. So get ready to start listening for all those calling birds and earn a downloadable certificate to make the season as bright as five golden rings.
0: This is Mike Askins, KE5 CXP. December is going to be a busy month for the younger generation of amateur radio operators around the world. Using the Yoda suffix, Y-O-T-A, in their call signs, hams ages 25 and younger will be on all bands using all the modes at various times of the day and night. At any given time, you will be able to hear Argentina's young amateurs using L-R-1-Y-O-T-A, hams in Honduras using H-Q-2-Y-O-T-A, or young operators in El Salvador calling Q-R-Z as Y-O-T-A. YS1YOTA. Here in the United States, the call signs will be K8Y, K8O, K8T, and K8A with the single letter suffixes spelling YOTA. Last year's young amateurs logged 119,516 QSOs. Can they top that this year? The month will also present them with the challenge of round three of the Yoda contest, which will take place on the 30th of December from 1200 to 2359 UTC. For more details, follow the link in the text version of this week's newscast script at arnewsline.org. Amateur radio can be very portable and very public, as we know. Now, an awards program created by a group of amateurs in Australia combines both in a very practical way. John Williams, VK4JJW explains.
2: You can trade the trails and the treetops for trains and trams thanks to an awards program from the School Amateur Radio Club Network, VK3SRC. It's called Public Transport on the Air, Patota, and it encourages students and other commuters to grab their handhelds and call CQ while en route to their destination on some means of public transportation. Contacts can be made via digital or analog voice modes and can utilize any network or device. The only requirement is to have the QSO on an amateur band. Based in Australia, the club network unites schools in which students belong to an amateur radio club. The clubs are promoted and assisted by Julie VK3FOWL and Joe VK3YSP. SarkNet administers a number of program awards, including POTOTA. POTOTA awards are issued as annual certificates. Participants' points are reset every first of the year. The SarkNet website encourages students to make ham radio visible to the public in this way, but does offer two important caveats. Before leaving the train or tram, check your seat for any equipment you may have left behind, and perhaps more importantly, try to avoid morning and afternoon rush hour. Additional details are available at org. This is John Williams, VK4JJW.
0: Time for you to identify your station. We are the amateur radio Newsline heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the Silver Creek Amateur Radio Association's 2-meter repeater W8WKY Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. local time in Doylestown, Ohio. Young amateur radio operators in North, Central, and South America are being invited to plan for a memorable time in Canada this coming July. Applications are now open for the third Youth on the Air camp, which is open to licensed radio amateurs between the ages of 15 and 25. The camp will be held on the campus of Carleton University in Ontario, Canada from July 16th Through July 21st. The application process is free and allocations are being held for campers from each of the three Americas to allow for attendance from countries throughout IARU Region 2. For the best chances at being chosen, prospective campers are being encouraged to apply by January 15th. The application process will, however, continue through to May 31st. To apply and to read details about making separate arrangements for transportation, visit youthontheair.org. The telecommunications regulators in the UK delivered some good news to amateurs who enjoy experimenting on the air. Jeremy Boot, G4NGH, tells us what they learned.
5: Amateurs who hold a full licence in the UK will be eligible to use the frequencies between 146 and 147 MHz after receiving a notice of variation from Ofcom. In some restricted areas, operational limitations exist. The notice is available on a temporary basis only and is subject to a 30-day notice period that is being changed or withdrawn. By making this part of the spectrum available, Ofcom is hoping to encourage experimentation by radio amateurs, allowing them to experiment with new technologies such as a digital voice and data transmissions having moderate bandwidth. Ofcom defines moderate as being up to 500 kHz wide. The one-year notice of variation was first made to full licensees in October of 2014. The Radio Society of Great Britain said it is pleased that Ofcom has accepted its latest request to extend the agreement. NOV ap- applications are made via the RSGB website at rsgb.org forward NOV. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH.
0: The Museum of Information Explosion in Huntsville, Alabama, is getting a modernized amateur radio station that will feature digital technology to complement the more traditional gear being showcased in the museum's other exhibits. The station is being established with the help of a $16,000 grant from the Amateur Radio Digital Communications and is designed to show how ham radio is surviving by changing with the times. The museum is set to open early next year. Various local ham radio clubs, including the Radio Club of the Museum of Information Explosion, will serve as docents for visitors and will also go on the air from the station. An amateur radio operator from Ottawa, Canada has just been chosen for the Canadian Amateur Radio Hall of Fame. Dave Parks, WB8ODF, tells us about him.
1: The name Brian Rawlings, VE3QN, is being added to the roster of those who have contributed to amateur radio consistently over the years as both advocate and participant. First licensed in 1959 as VE2AME, Brian returned to active participation in Canadian amateur radio in 2002 after years of living overseas. Radio Amateurs of Canada cites his consistent work in the preparation for and attendance at the International Telecommunication Union's World Radio Conferences in 2012, 2015 and 2019. The RAC has credited him with being a key member of the Canadian delegation at ITU meetings. The Hall of Fame Chairman of the Board, Frank Davis, VO1HP, writes on the RAC website that Brian's work on the national and international levels involved helping hams gain access to frequencies at both 60 meters and 630 meters. Frank acknowledges Brian's success as well in establishing and maintaining a good working relationship with Innovation Science and Economic Development Canada, the nation's regulator. Congratulations to Brian. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Dave Parks. WB8ODF.
0: In the world of DX, listen for Tony, JH1FFW on the air from Palau as T88RC until December 5th. You can hear him on the HF bands using SSB and FT8. QSL via EQSL or LOTW. Look for Giorgio 5UA99WS, who will be on the air from Niger until the 23rd of December. He will be on 15 and 20 meters using SSB when time permits. QSL via his LOTW manager, IK5SRF. Listen for Sergey, RX3APM, on the air from the Maldives as 8Q7BB from December 4th through the 17th. He will participate in the ARRL 10-meter contest, which is taking place on December 10th and 11th. At other times, he will be operating on 80 meters through 10 meters. QSL to his home call. Be listening for Joe, VE3BW, operating from Costa Rica as TI7 slash VE3BW between December 23rd and January 4th. He will be on the air on 160 to 6 meters using CWSSB and FT8. See his page on QRZ.com for details. Sometimes the best movies are the ones in which it's impossible to guess the ending. Our final report in this week's newscast tells us about one such movie, a documentary. And the student filmmaker who created it, Ralph K KK6ITB, brings us her story.
7: The 30-minute documentary that made its TV premiere on Montana Public Broadcasting on Thanksgiving Day was a production by Grace Walcott, a University of Montana student working with media arts students at the school. The film has a one-word title, Ham. Grace told Newsline it was inspired by a class assignment and, in part, by the small portable shortwave radio she listens to. It's the story of Montana's ham radio community and the reason for radio operators devotion. She called the documentary a learning experience with everyone willing to work outside their comfort zones. Grace was producer, director, and assistant editor. The production also offered moments of radio magic, in one of her favorite moments, the crew was interviewing a ham in his shack when another ham could be heard on the air. And then there was yet another. A CUSO got underway and each learned that they'd all been interviewed for Grace's film. Grace told Newsline, quote, I felt in that moment, even if this documentary isn't a masterpiece or nobody sees it, I am glad that, just like amateur radio, we are bringing people together. End quote. So, can you guess the ending? Grace, who aspires to be an independent filmmaker, now has another goal. She wants to become a ham. She's already studying with the help of Lance Collister, W7GJ, the amateur scene in the opening scenes of the film. She said, quote, everyone I met in the community is patiently waiting for me to get my license and I will not let them down, end quote. She gets her diploma at the end of this semester and hopes to get on the air next year. This is Ralph Squillaci, KK6ITB.
0: If you'd like to see Grace's documentary, it's available on the Montana PBS website. See the link in the text version of this week's Newsline script at arnewsline.org. With thanks to the ARL, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, DX-World.net, JAXA Amateur Radio Club, Facebook, Montana PBS, NASA, Spaceflight.com, The Print, QRZ.com, Radio World Magazine, the RSGB, Republic World, SarkNet, ShortwaveRadio.de, Youth on the Air Camp, Wireless Institute of Australia, Yoda, and you, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, Katie 2GUT at the News Desk in New York and our news team worldwide, I'm Stephen. Ken Ford, N8WB, and Wadsworth, Ohio, Sings, 73. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2022, all rights reserved.